Ian. Hello, yet again, Dave. Hello, Ian. Tonight we have a guest, Jake Thevis from Out Motorsports. Hello, Jake. Hello. It's great to be here. Thank you for coming into our virtual blanket fort to talk to us tonight. Um, oh, this is exciting. Are we going to have a pillow fight? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> pillow fights. That's usually how it devolves into into something like that. Yes. Yeah. Not so hot in the COVID era pillow fights, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, we're vaxxed, boosted. Maybe we're doing that again. I don't know. Right? Yeah. I want dumplings from the shop and I want a pillow fight, right? Yeah. Um, Perfect. So, so you came across our radar. Like we, uh, we found out about Out Motorsports uh, from our good friend, Chris Landry. So just being on weird car Twitter, kind of like, you know, all of this pointed us in your direction and we were very interested in Out Motorsports. So for anyone who doesn't know, would you mind telling folks what Out, Out Motorsports is? Yeah, so we are basically a community first and foremost uh, that's basically by and for the LGBTQ automotive enthusiast world. Um, so whatever you're doing with cars, playing with cars, uh, amateur motorsports in particular um, is kind of where we got our start. But we do a lot with, you know, online gatherings, in-person gatherings, back roads, drives. We're hosting some track events. Finally, um, we've got an element of new car reviews that that started a few years ago. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, just, just anything encouraging people who are part of that alphabet soup to get out and, uh, and be an active part of the car community because it's maybe a little more welcoming than you would think. Yeah. Especially when they happen to have like an awesome website that like the, you know, and like a, a community, right. That like, it feels like yeah. they could just be a part of, right. Like automotive culture has not been the most welcoming space historically, Right. And, you know, yeah, it, I think the, you know, the stereotype is there for a reason, which is to say it's generally true. There's a lot of people who will tell you they don't care very loudly, um, which says a lot without saying a whole lot. So I think having a space that is, you know, run by someone who who looks like or identifies like you do is a really important thing. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So how how did the idea for this manifest like what what happened so um you know i've been i've been very fortunate in that i i came out at a fairly young age you know somewhat i was like 18 or 19 and i had been doing nasa track weekends um like in college that was one awesome. of the first things i got into and i just kind of grew up with that track as part of my extended you know chosen family and they were some of the first people I came out to while I was working at the track events before I even started driving and, you know, eventually racing. And I, I really had no real pushback. Everyone was very welcoming. And I uh, had have a friend uh, in the Northeast who had a very similar experience, uh, a couple years younger than me, but like same sort of thing going on. And we were just talking and realized, you know, we've both had really good experiences, but we don't know any other gay car guys but they're probably out there. Sure. And at the time I was, you know, out of school, uh, trying to find my place in the Northern Virginia, DC metro area and like make the friends that were really, you know, the type friends that you really like love to hang out with all the time. So I was trying all these different groups, meeting all these people. And in a lot of big metro areas, there's a group called Stonewall Sports that hosts LGBT like uh, social sports leagues. And you know, there's gay kickball, gay dodgeball, gay volleyball, flag football, like you name it, they've got all these things. And it's like, all right, well, there's got to be some sort of queer car enthusiast, something that I can find even online. And I, we just, we couldn't find anything. So I called Tyler up and I said, hey, I think we should make the thing that we can't find on the internet. That is awesome. awesome. Here we are. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Uh, so from there, like, standing up an online community, everything is so much easier now than it used to be because, right, you can do it online. It's easier to find people. It's easier to like look for this space, right, for people to come across it. Like what's uh, what's been, what was kind of like the reception and kind of the early like folks kind of joining and, and kind of feedback from individuals that found you? 
So it was interesting, you know, the, the first iteration of our website was just a WordPress blog where the two of us wrote about, like, I went to the track this weekend and here's how it went. You know, I finished third or whatever. But when we first created the website and started writing and made a Facebook page, I, you know, was obviously excited to share with my Facebook friends who were a good chunk were racing buddies. And I don't think I'll ever forget this comment that was left. It was all very positive things. And then there was one comment where someone said, why does it have to be gay racing? Why can't it just be racing? And it came from someone who uh, his wife is a real estate agent and he had her name and logo all over his race car, which was like the same thing. Like, why can't it just be racing instead of real estate racing? Um, <laughs> but, you know, the, 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 the thing that kind of stood out to me was, A, first, everyone in my immediate friend circle, like, jumped all over the sky. And I think it, it was a question that came from a good place. Like, I've, I've known him in person, and he's, like, a good dude. Um, and he's got kids. And I think that the response that I ended up giving him probably hit home because he had kids that were, you know, growing up as as everyone does and maybe figuring themselves out, you know like when you get to your teenage years. But, you know, my response to him was like, look, this isn't for you. Uh, I, I don't care if you don't like it or don't understand it. If this helps even one gay, lesbian, trans, whatever person who stumbles across on the internet and thinks that they're, they can, they're the only one who is some form of queer and into cars and maybe it helps them like not kill themselves because they can't find someone else that's like them. That's the point. I don't care if the straight white cis guy in Northern Virginia likes it or not. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it's kind of abrasive to say it that bluntly, but I, that's just how I feel. I, it's how I felt from day one. Right. And this is a thing that I have used this, abused this analogy a hundred times on this show at this point, but this impulse that some people have to say to point out when things aren't for them kind of Mm -hmm. accidentally it's my analogy for it is like going to starbucks and standing by where the coffees get delivered and every time they call someone else's name they go you just go that's not my coffee that was not (laughs) for me either and people just do that all day all the time on the internet and it's crazy to me yeah. And, and it's interesting, too, because I think the, the Internet, you know, having this barrier where we're not in person, it's just so easy to type something that is like a thought that maybe you wouldn't say or you wouldn't <laughs> say the same way in person. Yeah. Totally. And I just I've had so many interesting conversations with people where like they they'll say, you know, would you say that to me in person? And like, yeah, I would because I try to practice what I preach. But I think a lot of people and I'm guilty of it too. Some of the time it's just so easy to get worked up. And instead of taking a moment to process before you say something, you just kind of, you shout out, this yeah. isn't my coffee. Right. <laughs> it's like, great. Like, it's not, you're right. Yeah. And, letting us know. and having a partner kind of work with you on like a website or, you know, an endeavor, I think like having other folks involved in this, like, between Ian and I, like if something gets charged online, like Ian will come over and slap the phone out of my hand, you know, like just having a dynamic where like, like other people have visibility into the conversation, right? Like that changes it, right? Like knowing that, like knowing that, like there's an audience, like that this is here, this is posted, like, you know, and then there's like the shame delete that you see happen later on, you know, like, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's really interesting to see that kind of dynamic, like play itself out. Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool, Jake. I'm it's, it's amazing. And like, we're, we're completely, uh, we're completely psyched to see like this kind of stuff out there because like there's so many elements of, of culture in general that are a section of car culture, right? Like car culture is just a smaller makeup of the overall. And like, you can't like, you know, you can't unravel them, right? Like it's so entwined, mm-hmm. right? You know? And yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You know? No, I was just going to say, I, you know, I, one thing that you were talking about really kind of brought a, a thought up for me is that, we, you know, we've talked with a few people on the show that are maybe not traditionally, associated with they would not normally be 
who you would think of as part of car culture or whatever um, from a few different groups. Right. And to a person, everyone has always said, and I, and I completely believe this, that if you talk to another car enthusiast one-on-one that you're going to, you're going to be fine. Right. That everyone's going to be friendly. No one's going to be like, what are you doing here? Like no one's going to say that to your face at the track and you're going to be able to, um, kind of connect with them because I think cars is sort of like for enthusiasts is sort of like a, a social lubricant to sort of like either sidestep or maybe back into more difficult conversations. Cause you just connect on cars and, and that works on a one-on-one level. But then I think that sentiment that you were talking about, about like loudly proclaiming that they don't care or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like that gets worse in groups <laughs> and yeah. And your, your article about Dominion Raceway is kind of like making me kind of make that connection a little bit. Um, yeah. That place is a, it's a dumpster fire. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'll say the quiet part out loud there. <laughs> um, yeah. We can come back to Dominion on, on your point yes. about like, you know, the car culture in general, though, um, I, I have said for a while, I think cars are one of those like great equalizers where like everyone, even if you're not a car person, everyone has like a story because like, you know, a car takes you on a journey that makes memories for you and your your family, your friends or whatever. And like, they're just so intertwined in, especially in the United States, like we're a car country, right? We don't have good public transit for a lot of parts of the, the country. So yeah, they're, they're just intertwined. Um, it is interesting though, for as much as I think they're a great equalizer and you wouldn't hear disparaging remarks like one-on-one, I'm also fortunate in that I'm six foot one, I'm white, I have a good beard and I have a deep voice. Um, so the gay thing comes up like later in conversation if I meet someone new and I do have some like more you know, gay friends who you, you would probably clock them a little mm-hmm. easier than you would me. And I have friends who are women and friends who are trans who have gone to the racetrack and have heard mar- remarks to their face or behind their back, but like, you know, with the intent of being heard of, yeah. you know, a, what are you doing here sort of thing? Not maybe with those words, but, you know, I think women in particular have a hard time oh, you drive the car, like, right. I thought you were just here supporting right. so-and-so. And it's like, no, he's my pit crew. Right, right, right. So I think for as much as we think there's progress, there's also a lot of just stereotypes that you have, we as a society still have to work through. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And, and I think, like, one of the kind of more shocking things about, like, Trump coming to power and, like, the, like, 45 administration was like for for me personally was seeing the volume of stuff like that was out there that like like oh shit like the world like the united states really is this racist misogynist like you know homophobic like all of this stuff that like you know i like because of who i am i didn't have that kind of stuff directed towards me right and so like so seeing the volume of that like made me understand more how like how all of this does fit like how all of this is still super prevalent in car culture right being just a section of the overall culture right and how important it is to create these spaces where that's just removed where where it is a welcoming space right like it is running directly in the face of all of this stuff that people have had to put up with in culture and in car culture right yeah. And I, it's, yes, I think having, you know, for, for those four years, having a, uh, a, a president who, you know, I think his rhetoric gave a lot of people a feeling of empowerment to mm-hmm. maybe say things that they felt they couldn't before. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, maybe things that they felt all along, but wouldn't want to vocalize. But then if you have, you know, a little bit of a tribe, suddenly mm-hmm. that's easier the other interesting thing is um, just some like implicit bias that maybe as the, you know, the world marches on and, you know, younger kids grow up in a different world than even, you know, any of us grew up in. It's just fascinating. Um, yesterday was international women's day and my day job company hosted a, like a lunchtime uh, kind of education session that they started with a, 
a riddle and the punchline, it was basically saying, um, like asking who you think the CEO is for this theoretical situation. And the riddle is trying to stump everyone. And the punchline is the CEO is a woman. And this whole riddle doesn't make sense because the way it's worded, every single person, including a lot of women on the call, assumed CEO equals man. Mm-hmm. So there's just some of those things. And, and it's even you know coming from people who are senior leaders in our company and women. And they're like, oh, I just, my brain defaulted to man. Right. So I think some of that is just cultural that, you know, unless you're growing up truly as like a, you know, a teenager now, maybe that generation will start to get rid of some of those biases. I don't know. Yeah. And that's just like a self-perpetuating thing too, right? Of like people make patterns in their head and, mm-hmm. you know, if the pattern just keeps keeps replicating because that's the only thing that they recognize, then it's just going to keep going and going and going. going. But, yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while we're down in the weeds here, I do want to talk about the mm-hmm. Dominion Raceway thing yeah. because we, we talked last week about the, 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 the truck rally. Um, beep, beep. I'm a big boy is what we beep, called beep, it. I'm a, right. Yeah. Beep, beep, I'm a big boy. So and, they, uh, did, they did come here. Well, sort of. <clears throat> Yes. And, I, and so I go, you know, we're in Denver, but I go mm-hmm. out east for work a lot. And in particular, I go to Hagerstown. So familiar okay. with that, that dumpster fire over there. So, um, so you're familiar how not close Hagerstown is to DC proper. Yes, I am very painfully. I'm, like, I, I'm sitting in DC proper right now. Yeah. Hagerstown is not visible from no <laughs> no and i think the other Clear thing that that up. People, and i think the other thing that people don't understand if they don't spend a lot of time in that area is is that i think especially in like our political sort of discourse we talk about like the dc area and the beltway as this like very liberal bastion whatever which is true but it gets it gets hillbilly fast, like fast, oh, fast yeah. as you get out of the city. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize like Maryland's not that big of a state, but like 95% of it is super duper redneck um, and not necessarily yeah. the friendly type. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so so that's one thing. The other thing that we were laughing about last week is obviously the, the idea that you're going to slow down the beltway is just uh, one of the most hilarious ideas that right like have, have you have you read a news article about the beltway like it's never fast right well have you read i think is probably where you're going to end that well okay. <laughs> have you watched a fox news right. clip about dc traffic right um yeah it's like okay you want to come slow down traffic like c- congrats you're going to just be in it yeah it's in beltway's like 60 miles long enjoy yeah, it's like trying to go to uh, uh to like White Castle and give people food poisoning. You're just you're just double dipping at that point. <laughs> right, right. It's not gonna. Yeah, happen. I just like I I fully support you know peaceful assembly and freedom of speech and and everything. Like, however silly I think it is. Like, yeah, if you want to spend all that money on diesel and come right here but not come here and drive in circles on the slow road that everyone else is also driving slow on right that also all of us locals can avoid because of public transit and we know the side roads (laughs) Mm -hmm. be my guest i hope you had fun yeah yeah oh that's i mean whenever i'm out there for work like 60 percent of my day is just having locals give me incomprehensible directions that i Mm -hmm. will not remember and uh yeah and around here ways will take you like through someone's living room but it'll yeah. save you time <laughs> yeah it's true it's very true it's like nissan ultima blazes through behind you <laughs> with its headlights off missing two hubcaps yes yes, yes. Yeah. It just yeah. jumps from window to window there yeah um so but i did want to talk about the the dominion thing in, in particular because we i think it it does get at something about uh car enthusiast culture too which is like there is this like sort of no step on snake uh sort of undercurrent to to car culture and i think it's it's sort of understandable because it's the car represents individual freedom or whatever and i think 
that's sort of where that connection is to the people who say, I don't care or whatever, when it, when it comes to uh, motorsports or something like that. Um, that's, I think the link back to just sort of backsliding into right wing sort of nonsense is the very like super duper individualism uh, that can get very silly very quickly. Yeah, I think so. Dominion is an interesting case and I don't want to just like take time to just slander them because uh, <laughs> that's not the point. But um, they, uh, there's a reason that no one runs there at the road course after only five years of being in operation. Every, oh, really? every club and sanctioning body except the SECA has stopped running there. Oh, wow. Okay. And this okay. was supposed to be the big, exciting new racetrack with a two-mile road course an hour outside of D.C. proper. Oh, wow. And we okay. raced there for a year or maybe a year and a half. And, I mean, we're not there. My friends who were working there quit. Um, uh, like, it's just the the leadership leaned into, uh, I think, attracting the most volume of people they could. Mm -hmm. which leans into the drag. They have a drag strip. It's an eighth mile, I think. And then they have a, a roundy round oval track for NASCAR. Um, and I think they leaned into doing that a lot more. And if you focus on those sorts of crowds, the stereotypical people, especially in Stafford, Virginia, which is much like Hagerstown, not actually in DC. <laughs> right. Um, it takes, it takes an hour to get there from my front door if there's no traffic. Uh, if it's a day ending and why, it's more like 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. So you are, to your point, Ian, like you're well outside of D.C. And, you know, they're trying to keep the lights on. I don't know how good or not of a job they're doing, but I think if, if you're trying to keep the lights on, the last thing you should do is post a video on social media that shows a Confederate flag that just doesn't seem to appeal to the widest possible number of people. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's like a very, it's a very passive way to make an active statement. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Now the funny thing I did see after uh, I wrote that article um, late last night, I saw uh, a woman who showed up just to cover the event out of like morbid curiosity. And she was taking pictures from the other side of the fence and her quote was, there are more porta potties here than people. <laughs> so for all of what they told the world very loudly and quietly on social media, no one actually came. So I found that kind of karmic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I did think that the, the, the whole um, um, thing that they said on the, the whole statement they gave you in response of, kind of like this wasn't this isn't about politics or whatever i mean posting you know something to social media about how you're hosting a explicitly political event is mm -hmm. about politics and you they sort of invited that conversation just by posting right. anything at all about right. it. right and if you look at other racetracks in the area you know whether they host road course events or drag strips or you know circle track or whatever they just post car things because they're a racetrack and right. dominion is also an inner like they have an indoor concert venue and they host outdoor concerts sometimes but still um they don't share entertainment related content on that account frequently if ever otherwise so mm -hmm. again it kind of says the quiet part very loudly um yeah and i just I just thought it was a very interesting choice. Well, and we, we have something similar here where we have a, we have a track here, a, a drag, a drag track here that has a cart track and a skid pad and that sort of stuff um, mm -hmm. uh, called Bandamere. And they, you know, they, before, I don't know, before 20, before the pandemic, really, yeah, they, before really the pandemic. they really only posted about, like you said, like their whole thing was just about, cars and car events and blah 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 and then i think the pandemic really like just like everything else in the last six years has really just like pushed people to plant flags and sometimes literally mm -hmm. and they were you know hosting uh trump train uh they were like the staging for denver for 
uh, like, you know, the convoys of like pick up all the bro dozers in the state, mm-hmm. you know, beep, beep, I'm a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they were doing, you know, anti COVID posts and, yep. and they were doing the, the staging for the Trump convoy here and, and all of that. And it, it's just so funny to me that that's the same crowd that would like get mad at Bubba Wallace for mixing politics and, and motorsport or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it only seems to be in one direction. <laughs> Right, right. It's, it's, the, it's the shut up and dribble crowd. Yeah, no, exactly. You're yeah. exactly right. That's exactly and, right. And again, I have no problem. It's a private business. Like, great, do what you want. But don't do all that and then later complain about the fact that people don't want to come right. pay money to rent your venue to host something. Right. Yeah. Right. So right. I just, you know, and especially as someone who's trying to grow a business right now, like optics matter a lot mm-hmm. and I'm very careful even, even on Twitter, you know, we've got our, my Twitter and then the Outmotorsports Twitter, which is just me like shit posting under a different name, but <laughs> I'm very careful with what I even click the like icon for under the Outmotorsports account sure. because mm-hmm. the internet never forgets. And I'm very aware of that. Right. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that there's like also this kind of like weird, subtle, like opportunity to be slightly antagonistic that is often like grasped by people in this position, right? Where I feel like that they, a lot of folks have felt like that, like that someone's existence is an affront to them. Someone's like political beliefs or something like that is different from them. And they, they have something that's being taken away or diminished by that other person existing. Right. And I feel like it's resulted in this, like, it's kind of like the, if we didn't tell you, profanity is perfectly fine on the podcast. This whole like Trump fuck your feelings like thing, right? Uh-huh. Where it's like, it is this, it is this it, like out of nowhere, just being antagonistic with the purpose of being antagonistic, right? And so like this, like when I see like the Dominion folks, like not editing around a Confederate flag, I, I see them like, just like it, my mind goes to like, this is just one of those like opportunities to be antagonistic and they're just fine with it right like i i just feel like that kind of stuff is so prevalent like quiet or loud right now mm-hmm. and like it I, I don't know i i i don't really know where to go from here with that but <laughs> like that, that antagonistic thing is something that is just such a goddamn virus right it it mm-hmm. really upsets me yeah yeah and it's you know the the frustrating part is like, what do you do? Right. All I can think to do is vote with my wallet. Mm-hmm. And fortunately the group I race with hasn't been racing there for several years at this point. So I, I don't have to tell them I'm not coming to those events. Um, and then for the sake of hosting events, I hosted my first with summit point motorsports park, which is in West Virginia on a map. Okay. And we showed up and they had decorated the, the food shack or whatever you want to call it with all sorts of pride shit when we got there. And like, I about cried because I'm at a racetrack in West Virginia hosting an event for a bunch of gay people and there's rainbow flags everywhere. That's amazing. So if, if summit point motorsports park can do that, like, right. Can you just can not put a Confederate flag in your video? <laughs> right. Like, you know, read the room. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, so that's like, one track has made me feel very welcome and another has made me and a whole lot of people feel like we don't need to go back there. Yeah. And I would sure love to host more events and Summit Point seems like a great place to host them right now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's so cool, yeah. right? Yeah, no. Oh my God, right? Yeah. You're right though that, that just not posting something is really, I mean, that is the bare minimum of... <laughs> right of possible behavior (laughs) right right and and when summit point posted that they had us there for an event they all they always do like a picture a couple pictures you know after an event concludes like they considered the optics and they want to appeal to the most number of people possible which great maybe some people wouldn't like the fact that you know both queers playing a racetrack they posted pictures of all of our stupid fifteen hundred dollar cars catching air out of the carousel backwards (laughs) And said, "Look at this fun event we hosted last weekend. That is how you do optics. Yeah, right. right. Everyone loved it. 
we're coming back. They didn't lose business. Like I, they're, they're doing it right. It's almost like not being an asshole is just like the best possible option. It's, it's yeah. almost like it's even good for you to not be an yeah. asshole. This right? is a health tip. <laughs> that's why it's another thing that I always say on the show is like people are just bad at being selfish too. Like just mm-hmm. be be better at looking up for yourself by not being right. an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So so tell us about like uh tell well, I was looking at the Rainbow Road Rally Cross like picture recap. Mm-hmm. Was that the one at Summit Point? That was the first one at Summit. Yeah. So I, I had hosted. I, I'm a gonna share a browser tab so that we can like okay. show pictures from it because that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So while while you pull that up, that was the first event at a racetrack. Um I had hosted a couple events prior where we went off roading. Um and there was kind of this growing interest in hosting more and more large scale events that can have a lot of people. So I called a friend and said, Hey, uh, I need to rent a whole racetrack, please. And, <laughs> and he made that happen. Yeah. That's one amazing. racetrack, please. Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. What has been sort of the, the overall like, um, experience of the, of like the first timers that are, that are there. I mean, I you know first time I went to a racetrack, it was a magical, magical thing. I'm assuming that's a fairly universal experience. Yeah, everyone had so much fun. Um, most of the people who were here, like the the headline says, I think it was forty eight drivers, um, and we had more than that with like guests and you know crew and whatever the people brought. But um, yeah, a lot of first timers. Um, a lot of people had a ton of fun. You know, no bad attitudes in the whole paddock. It was so nice. Like a lot of camaraderie. You know, cars broke. People jumped in to help fix. Um, someone managed to blow up an LT one powered Fleetwood. <laughs> which like, I don't know how you do that, but it, too many neutral drops. Um, so then, you know, do you need to drive my car? Can we re-register you? Like, it was just, just so much teamwork, even though everyone was ultimately competing to win. And we, we gave away real prizes. I gave away a set of tires to the winner. Oh, wow. Sweet. That's awesome. So just yeah. like the person with the, the best track time or the best uh, lap time got set of tires. Yeah. Of, of the, uh, the challenge class. Gotcha. So we had a, a challenge class and then we had like a um like run your daily driver class. Oh my god. That's amazing. This, this AMC that, that eagle's is, amazing. That yeah. is an eagle. Um that is taken the lap before he came out of a turn and had the shock tower collapse from rust onto the steering column and lock <laughs> the steering wheel. Oh, no. oh. At like three miles an hour, but still it like we, ha- he's the only one that had to get a flatbed to tow him off the track. <laughs> oh man. I, I love it. Though. I love it. Yeah. That's fantastic. This like looking at this picture ever. Look at this, like BMW. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right that's amazing yeah yeah that's yeah. fantastic this is all fantastic chevy cavalier just getting after cavalier, it right? like pulled out of a swamp uh, yeah uh, it, yeah yeah a harlequin uh uh saturn, saturn. yeah yeah that was amazing. a 200 dollars purchase yes yes right and that that ran all weekend it did not break on him that's amazing that's- those things those things are so funny that era saturn of like there like my wife had one and it was the worst car pot like it didn't it barely ran it only had like forty thousand miles on it didn't run and <laughs> i feel like they either produced they had like an a shift at that factory and a b shift right and they either were unkillable or just complete lemons and there was like no in between right <laughs> right yeah this yeah. is the uh the the rally rabbit from uh years and queers fame RIP pour one out, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the the very light incident at some point with that car did not take it out. Uh, they drove right. it home, but then it got hit again. Yeah. Yep. 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 Womp, womp. Yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. everyone was okay. What? It got hit while it was parked on the street, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Oh, that's what we told the cops anyway. <laughs> you parked right outside a racetrack. Interesting. Yeah. 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 No, this is, this is fantastic. So tell us, yeah. Tell us about like some of the road rally stuff because I, I've never done a road rally. Ian, have you done a road rally? 
I haven't, no. We want to do road rallies. Tell us about road so, rally stuff. Yeah. So these are, I think, you know, road rally is like the best name I could give it. Um, I think we can build them into something that's more like a real road rally where there's like checkpoints and, you know, points you can earn and things. Um, the What we're calling a road rally is basically just a day-long group drive. Um, okay. You know, it's it's another way to get people together in person with cars involved to do some driving and do it in a much more affordable, attainable way. That's not a track event that like limits the type of car you can bring and, and all that sort of stuff. And financially, you know, this is way more viable for a lot of people. Right. Um, I'm just one of those people. I, I don't care about car shows that much. Um, I would much rather be driving because that's more what gets me going with automotive. Right. Like I, 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 we were in LA the other week and I got to go through the Peterson museum and I got to stare at a lot of very amazing cars that are very significant cars from history. And, you know, one of one, one of three sort of things. And it was all tremendously cool. And like, it made an impact on me, but I had more fun actually like going and driving on Canyon roads and like being out operating the car. Sure. Right. So, right. you know, that's my goal with all of this is get people cars and coffee's cool, but like I really want to get people out driving more. I like yeah. that. It, like removing like the stresses that they're going to put on their car from a track, you know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like saying like, you know, this is like this isn't a race, stick to the speed limit, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? Like And we I, have like we put great. people in smaller groups and have, you know, a lead car and a chase car and everyone has radios and you know, there's a route you can follow. And yeah, the, the whole point is like, especially on the East Coast, we get people coming from, you know, like the DC area, Baltimore, Philly, New York City, like places where even if you have a car, like the driving kind of sucks. So sure. get together on the weekend, get a hotel room so you can stay wherever we are and like spend a day or two, like hitting all of the good roads in the area and just like enjoying the whole point of having a car you know right right yeah absolutely that's amazing yeah so you have the longwood longwood gardens road rally coming up right mm -hmm. march 26th yeah yeah, yeah so this yeah. is this is going to end at at longwood gardens which is a very famous well-known uh spot at this point um i've actually a friend of mine is is leading and hosting this one okay but um but yeah we've got like 40 something drivers signed up for it that's awesome yeah 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 that'll be great i like how you the this is not a venue in which to explore your limits as a driver or the limits of your vehicle <laughs> yeah. if you want to do drive. that i'll i'll take your money six weeks afterward and you can come to summit point there you right. go you see there you go Very i'm, well, I'm also well real big on like not doing something too too stupid on the street because i right. you know yeah i've had it impact my life uh too many times to be worth risking again, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yes. It's very good advice. Yeah. Um, Dave, what do you say we, we play a game? I, I, I would love to, I, I just want to, I want to hit a couple more events, right? So, Oh yeah. 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 yeah the, the upcoming track cross event. Oh yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Talk to us about that. And I, I think I can find it on the schedule here events. Out yeah. Motorsports, super um, easy site to navigate, everybody. Look at this. Oh, thanks. Yeah. 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 Go go check it out. Click on all the ads multiple uh -huh. times. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, basically, we did the one event last year um, in August, which I, I picked that date because I had to. It was what was free. Um, let me tell you, having a bunch of people bring $1,500 cars dragged out of swamps to West Virginia in August is like, guaranteed that time for cooling <laughs> systems uh, we i i've owned old bmws you know for a long time and cooling systems are fragile um we had uh one driver uh he meant to bring something else the car wasn't ready he borrowed his husband's bmw z3 coupe and told him you know this will be easy on the car and whatever and it made it like all day the first day and the last run of saturday he left the start line and it i've never seen a failure like this it vomited all of its coolant out the kidney grills out the front. <laughs> oh my god it, 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 it literally it like vomited feet. It, 
it, it vomited and he like he came to a stop right away and you know the car was fine but um it just it was just such a sight to see like it was right out <laughs> like not so, for emetophobes yeah wow yeah that's amazing so oh, that man. was that was something some um, some anyway. bmw engineer was like this is exactly what i had in mind right. for yeah like right. a random coolant ejection the failure mode i designed it to have yeah, yeah. Um, you know Tesla has Easter eggs like you can play Pong or whatever bullshit. Right. And BMW has badass Easter eggs like you can make your car projectile vomit. Right. All mm-hmm. you have to do is own it for twenty five years and <laughs> expect things to last like they would in a Honda. Um, <laughs> so so anyway, with picking the dates for this year, well, first of all, we're doing two of these this year um, because everyone said they had a ton of fun and i said if i did too would you come and everyone said yes and i i said okay i will book this venue twice uh let me tell you you have to put some deposits down at a racetrack uh yeah. so if anyone's listening and wants to come please sign up because i would love your registration fee and i also would love for you to come and have a great time um but i also have some bills to pay but uh <laughs> <laughs> but thinking of how last year went uh, I really wanted to not do this in August. So we've got one in May. Um, it's o- over Mother's Day weekend, which to that, I just said, bring your mom if if she's offended that you won't be home like she's invited to. Um, That's going to make for great will... dash cam GoPro videos. Oh, yeah. A lot, lot of Jesus handle grabbing. Um, <laughs> yes, or yes. if we get a helmet on mom and let her drive, yeah. even better. Um, and then we'll do one, uh, October 8th and 9th. So hoping to have much better weather in both cases. Um, you know, the, the gays can melt in the, the heat and the sun. So also try to avoid that. But, um, yeah, just, just try and be a little kinder to the cars if we can in particular. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 And West Virginia in August, like I've, I've been there in August and it's, basically the same heat and humidity as inside the cooling system mm-hmm. of, a, of, a, of a car. So it's, yeah, yeah no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, May and October should be like much prettier. Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be great, right? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and, and I always try to do a theme. Um, oh, we started okay. this with the off-road trips. So the all of the like the shit boxes from last year, like the, the Harlequin Saturn and um, Chris and Jake may disagree. The rabbit, the eagle. Um, the, the theme for last year was uh, orphan makes and models. So stuff you can't buy in the United States anymore. Hell so yes. That one was incredibly fun. Maybe we'll do it again at some point because it was just so cool to see what people found. But um, we, the whole cheap car challenge thing started as like a riff on Top Gear. You know, mm-hmm. like right. all of those looked so fun. Let's do it. Yeah. And yeah. and what I found was if you just have someone to say, let's do it and kind of gently push everyone else, here's your budget, here's the date we're doing it, people will go buy cars. Okay. So we we did it for an off-road trip. Uh it was an all all-wheel drive, not four-wheel drive off-roading. Um and then last year was the orphan makes and models. We did a rally cross with cars your grandmothers would love. And then this year is uh, family haulers. So sedans, wagons, minivans. Um, I'm hoping to see the trifecta, quadfecta, whatever of GMU bodies show up. Yes. yes. So I hope someone can find a Buick Terrazzo for $1,500 because I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Get on Auto Tempest and <laughs> save, exactly. that save search for Buick Terrazzo. Or what was right. the, oh God, what was the Saturn version of the minivan? The Relay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. All right. I don't ask why I know all my GMU bodies, but I do. That came real quick, Jake. Yeah. I've been talking about this to a lot of people. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So what are, what are you running? What are you bringing to the event? So <laughs> I'm not bringing a cheap car. Um, so part of, you know, like I mentioned, part of what we do at this point is also new car reviews. Um, and we've yeah. also got a lot of manufacturer support for several different reasons. Um, we, we actually are able to uh, host a scholarship this year. Um, we can come back to that in a second. But yeah. um, I've got support from Toyota, Mazda, and Michelin um, in particular. So 
first of all, I have to take like three seconds to say thank you to those three brands because they truly believe in what we're doing. Uh, they sent me some some real money to help bring some people here who maybe couldn't come otherwise. But that's um, awesome. Yeah, it's that's been really really special. But I have a lot of cars lined up to drive for you know new car reviews and. It, and I truly, this just so happened this way. I didn't request it. Um, I have a Cadillac CT5 Blackwing that I will have at the event. Oh, and, Jake, yes. And awesome. I emailed back to Cadillac and I said, hey, this is the weekend that this was scheduled for, that I will have it. And I said, it just so happens I'm hosting my own track weekend. I would love to put together a video with the car on Summit Point because that's the point of the car. And also... It's my event. I can control the scenarios in which I drive it. And you all did the launch for this thing at VIR. And I didn't get to go to that. So can I please drive it at Summit? And they said, no burnouts, no drifting, have fun. That's amazing. So, That's great. That's I how I laps. drive normally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, yeah. No, no, no. Finish your thought. You were saying... Well, so, so I'll have I'll have the Blackwing, and then Toyota is working on sending either a Supra or a GR86 as a official pace car. There you Fantastic. go. I don't know who's going to bring that, but it'll show up at that, some point. That's somehow. perfect. That's perfect. Man, yeah. other manufacturers it's need to hop on that. You know? Yeah, it's. I I pitched this to a lot of people. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I have a lot of manufacturers who I think want to see how things go this year. Yeah. And they said, keep us in mind for 2023, grow it like one more time and we're on board. Okay. So That's I've great. Got, I've got a lot of people that are like super close. Right on. Yeah. I, I hope love. you get to do some mother's day ride alongs in the black wing. Oh, oh you bet we will. Man. <laughs> oh, I never thought I'd say I want to be in West Virginia in May, but here we are. I mean, if you could do yeah. like a breakfast in bed, like with a, a, a breakfast in bed tray with a mom in the back having breakfast in bed in the black wing while you're doing a hot lap, YouTube gold. I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. I like that. I like that. Yeah. No, that's that's fantastic. We're super psyched about these events. Like, yeah, we wanted to have you on to promote them, you know, for sure. Get it out to the seven folks that listen to this. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you can find everything at outmotorsports.com, um, including the for new car reviews. Worse, all there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what have you had yeah. to review that you've like really been surprised by or you've liked lately? Uh, well, I have a Lexus IS 500 in the garage right now. Um, yeah. I'm taking it home tomorrow mm -hmm. and it is imperfect. Um, it is not the segment leader at all, but it's so cool. Like, I was gonna say, yeah, it's just like the thing with all the best parts they have that they threw together and it works and it's got a ton of character and like, it's a little soft on purpose and that kind of makes it a little more fun. Yeah. So um, yeah, that was, that was one that like, I, I think I didn't expect to like it as much as I've, I've liked it. Nice. Yeah. Those, yeah. Those... I really hope we get to drive one of those cause I'm intrigued. Yeah. We, we were last like really captivated by the GSF. Like we really mm. dug that. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, those were really cool cars. Right. Yeah. But again, if you, if you asked, how is this better than any other car in the segment? There's no, it wasn't. Like, yeah, right. But it got under our skin like, no, like nothing else. Like it was just so charming in the way that it was yeah. imperfect. You know, it was great. Um, yeah, and it did the, the other one that I had. Um, oh, well, this it's like you can't turn the traction control all the way off on this one. It'll it'll do a burnout. I will publicly admit on live podcast um, <laughs> i have tried burnouts in the is 500 um it'll do a burnout for like 50 feet oh, okay. okay okay like like if you like mat it away from a stoplight with the traction control off you get like enough wheel spin to make you giggle and then it just brings it all back in <laughs> so like okay. eh, i don't know yeah but you were saying the um, other the other one yeah the the other the other car i had um earlier this year towards the start of the year i've i've driven both a grand wagoneer and a new jeep grand cherokee l okay and 
the like spicy take that you'll either really agree with me on or like really not the grand Cherokee L is the better grand wagoneer than the grand wagoneer as far as a reboot is concerned. Okay. Why, why do you say that? What, what, what about the grand wagoneer don't you like? Um, I think for $103,000, you need to bring something new to the table and it just doesn't. Yeah. It, it feels like they it, kind of like the IS 500. It feels like they took the best bits that they had and put it all together in a size and a capability set that was appropriate for the segment, which is like Escalade and Navigator and, you know, whatever else. But they're not like class leading on tech or drivetrain or, you know, right much they're they're competitive but they're not standing ahead and on top of that i don't think the styling works right whereas the grand cherokee l i think the proportions are spot on i think it 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 feels more opulent than the bigger more expensive grand wagoneer and it just i mean i fell in love with this and it's like it's just another grand cherokee but it's so good Hmm. that's awesome yeah so yeah it was it was a very fascinating i had them like three weeks apart so it was interesting you know the one was still fresh in my mind when i drove the other yeah that's nice when that happens when you can do stuff back to back and be like oh yeah yeah right yeah nice uh do you want to would you like to play a game with us jake we have a license i would i don't know what we're doing but i'm into it okay (laughs) all right ian you you explain it i'll pull it up here this is the game we stole from Highlights Magazine. So it's mm-hmm. basically a matchy match. So Dave is going to give you a picture of three cars with their license plates blacked out. And then on the side, you're going to have the text from those license plates. So it's going to be mm, okay. vanity plates that, that somebody got ill-advised. And, uh, and then you're going to have to select which text goes with which car. And being the grossest stereotypical person you can be is your, your key to victory here. <laughs> All right. I'm going to lean into this. Uh, yeah. this should be good. And also, uh, in Virginia, I, I am a new DC proper resident. I, I grew up and lived in Virginia until last September. Um, we love a vanity plate because you can do them for $10 a year. That's right. Oh, That's right. Wow. We, we so, have a friend that travels a lot and she sends us pictures from Virginia because Virginia they're ones, yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a vanity so plate? Easy. Are you a vanity if, plate on? Uh, not on my current car yet. Okay. I just bought, I bought a, a Cayenne diesel. Um, Sweet. And I, I only titled, I waited to title it till we got to DC and then I just got the tags they gave me. And is, I want to get a, a tag for it. Um, if we were uh, sitting elsewhere in my apartment where you could see down our main hallway, I have uh, vanity plates running down the length of the hallway when you come in the front door. Um, I've owned, I think, 21 cars, and most of those have had a vanity plate, if not two or three different ones, w- over the several years I've owned the car. What's your vanity yeah. plate? Where's what's your vanity plate uh, um, sort of approach? Do you go? Do you try to go clever? Do you just go? These are my initials. Deal with it, everyone. What do you? <laughs> oh no no no! I I want clever that relates to the car. Okay. okay. Uh, Give us some examples. Yeah. Uh, Without doxing yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't. I don't. I don't live at any of these addresses anymore. Um, <laughs> I owned a, a 2013 Focus ST when those were were brand new. Um, mm-hmm. I was making forty thousand dollars a year and thought it was a great idea to order a twenty eight thousand dollar car. Um, <laughs> and I that one said Torque Steer. Because okay. Yeah. Even though Ford said it didn't, it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had several related to towing on different things. Um, I had a red F-150, a 2018 that was Clifford. So that just said Clifford, the big red truck. Um, The one I want for the Cayenne because it's a diesel and Porsche's first vehicle was a, um, a, you know, diesel tractor or whatever. Um, I wanted to say T-R-A-K-T-O-R for like track car, tractor. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. It's it's the cleverest thing I can do. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's either going to be that or Knox Knox, like telling you a Knox Knox joke because um, of the Dieselgate scandal. Yes. Nice. Right. Nice. I like which, that. 
we can right, get well, into Dieselgate later. It's a, whole, <laughs> it's a whole separate story. But let's play this game. Let's talk vanity plates. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to be an expert at this, so I, yeah. I, have, okay. I, I have high hopes for you. And feel free just to just to take it all in. Ian hasn't seen this either, so uh, so both okay. of you will be guessing. Um, and yeah, I'll I'll narrate. Uh, you know, just kind of what's on the screen initially. But feel free to chime in however you'd like. Sure. So. And we can zoom and enhance on on this as well. So, mm-hmm. um, so up top we have just you know basic white Ford Fusion, right? Uh, we've got a black Ford Escape, and we have a very purple blackish Subaru Impreza WRX STI. So yeah, uh, and the license plates, uh, Ian, Jake, do either of you want to read the license plates? Sure. So, all right, we've got Argmatey, A-R-G-H-M-8-Y. We've got Lil Mojo, L-I-L-M-O-J-O. And then we have Bizzle, B-I-Z-Z-L-E. Yep. Yep. This one, I uh, usually there's a theme. This one's just kind of more fun. Kind of more fun. Mm, this yeah. is fantastic. This is going to be really tough. I, I feel like yeah. I could talk myself into any of these in a combination like i could i could see any of these working the one thing i would notice is that arg is very long i feel like that's maybe maybe i oh, missed no, no no you're right that's seven that's seven that's yeah. seven um, it, just it just looks, looks long, long. Yeah. yeah how about we do a little zoom and enhance right so, yeah let's let's look at some okay. uh, context clues yep dirty ford fusion but this is from the she's a titanium yep mm-hmm. yep um, uh, and just the Auto Nation uh, mm-hmm. license plates around. Yeah, and State it's, of Michigan. Uh, Michigan. Yeah, which is odd because this was taken uh, by me in Colorado. But yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, Not much to go off of there. All right. Right. Let's, what about yeah. the next one? Yeah. So the sticker. Yeah, the Escape. Yep. Also a titanium. You got some loaded Fords here. <laughs> People are shelling out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, now this is a Connecticut tag, and it's got a uh, lighthouse on it. So I'm thinking it might. Maybe you can't have as many letters on that one. Uh, or nautical themed. True. There's a pirate. Pirates have boats. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> and you don't. <laughs> and you don't want the boat to hit the island, so you get a lighthouse on your plate. <laughs> That's a. It's a stretch. Okay. All right. And then uh, this was taken uh, also by me uh, down here in uh, Colorado at the parking lot of one of my favorite places to eat, a place called Kickin' Chicken. Uh, that Ooh. is prob- the only restaurant I've ever seen with a straight up five star review on Yelp and like four hundred something reviews. So, if you're in Denver, wow. you need to get the fuck over to Kick and Chicken. Will, I will go there immediately with my purple Subaru. Yes, yeah. So D badge. This one has Colorado tag uh, tags on it too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was it difficult, Dave, to get this picture through the vape smoke, or did you have to take that out and post, or how did you? Yes. How'd you manage that? <laughs> there was there was a lot of editing that went into this, like those uh-huh. Photoshop healing brushes working yeah. overtime, mm-hmm. man, working uh-huh. overtime. Yeah. Everyone needs a little healing. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, there's the reflection of my little nugget car in there, yeah, my little Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. All right, Jake. What do you What are you thinking? What's your What's your first like gut instinct about any of these? my gut instinct because of the um the potential for a shorter number of letters on the uh the escapes license plate with that lighthouse is bizzle goes on the escape okay Okay. all right and then i'm i'm really getting little mojo vibes on the fusion with the pink auto nation plate frame and it just i don't know that just seems to fit Okay. And I think Argmady would fit the Subaru. Uh, Subaru people seem to be kind of cheeky and they like being clever or thinking they're clever. Um, so that one seems to be the most clever tag. So I'd put it with Subaru. I, I can see like, like 
the I like the IT guy that we all know that has the WRX STI, like uh-huh. that that when he shows up to work on Talk Like a Pirate Day, he lets you know it's Talk Like a Pirate Day. Yes. Right. right. Otherwise, like how the hell would I ever know it's Talk Like a Pirate Day? Right. But okay. Okay. I see your reasoning. I see your reasoning. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that's my, my like hit the button final answer. Okay. Okay. Ian, what do you think? Um, yeah, I was also trying to figure out like, I have a much, I think dimmer view of people who enjoy talk like a pirate day. Um, so (laughs) I, I feel like that, you know, a white Ford fusion with zero mods or anything else interesting about it, that could be a talk like a, pirate day person so i'm going to say arg matey for the fusion hmm. and then i'm going to go bizzle for the escape and little mojo for the for the rexy okay all right well ian i have to tell you you lost buddy jake got I it usually do did i get it yeah yeah i mean you came close you came close you, oh, got, you got closer than me you beat ian you got little mojo right what is it about a okay. ford but like i had to take this picture like i was just so happy to see like little mojo just running around right yeah i mean i don't know i i feel like i don't know whenever you see a tag like that it just seems like the the owner like has some attitude and has some uh personality even if the car maybe doesn't have a whole lot of it yeah so that's just like a a tag like that on a car that also had personality wouldn't seem to fit for me yeah gotcha okay okay yeah I i don't know but your vibes about it being little mojo were right um the arg matey was on the lighthouse frame I should have gone with my gut instinct with it being not. Yeah, you were right. This is what Ian does. He'll have that right thing and then he'll get in there and he'll talk himself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the WRX with Bizzle, I can just see this person like trying to talk you into some kind of vague NFT startup because (laughs) Bizzle is short for business to this person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. This, my instinct, first instinct was Bizzle on the Subaru. Yeah, yeah. Trust, trust your gut, folks. What I, yeah. That's what I mean. It rewards just gross generalizations, and uh, <laughs> it, your gut is almost always right. Yeah, Not that I ever take my own advice on it. Right. <laughs> right. But, yeah, and our our buddy Pat in Connecticut sent uh yeah sent in the Arg matey plate. That's great. Yeah, oh, so, cool. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. If anyone wants to, including you, Jake, if you ever see a vanity plate and you want to send it to us, text it to 720-515-1391. Yeah. The apex adjacent, uh, you know, crisis line that you can text mm-hmm. it the to. hotline. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Just yep. send it right on over. Yeah. All righty. Um, yeah. So, so where can people find you? What should they do? Give us the deets, the follows, all that stuff. Well, you can find me personally on Twitter, um, giving you hot takes and terrible takes about anything. Right now, it's the repair status of my beloved uh, diesel Touareg with nice seats. Um, but as far as Out Motorsports, uh, outmotorsports.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, we have a YouTube channel that's mostly for new car reviews, but we try to do more stuff if we get time. But uh, all of us have full-time jobs, so time is you know fleeting yeah no it's a work of passion right like carving this stuff out and having a day job you know it takes extra effort and it's awesome that you're doing this like this is is really fantastic and we were so happy that like we found you on the internet that you're doing this yeah like that just we can have more fingers pointing people in the direction of this right (laughs) yes yeah yeah well i i appreciate the uh the love especially for the the organization, you know, I, I love talking about all things cars. Um, but if I get to promote all this in the process, like so much the better. Yeah, no problem. I, I, I do have to ask real quick. Did you, the, the Touareg, is it the V10 Touareg? 
Did you get a V10 Touring? Well, so or it's, it's the so Cayenne. It's Cayenne. I just oh, okay. I just joke because it's just a Touring with fancy seats and a better suspension. Okay, but, gotcha. Um, gotcha. It's no, it's the V6, uh, the three liter TDI. Okay, because you didn't seem and like somebody that hated yourself that much. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting no. awful self esteem vibes off of you, Jake. <laughs> no, no, I am. Uh, I'm too busy to deal yeah. with that many times of engine out service right um, right the cayenne is currently at the dealership having the entire engine and subframe and transmission and suspension pulled to service advisor called me today and she goes we're basically resealing everything that holds oil in it um okay it's, it's <laughs> just oozing everywhere so uh, the good news is the diesel gate scandal uh they put a warranty on these things that lasts for 10 years or 120,000 miles from the date of first sale okay so i've got a warranty that covers the entire long block plus all the diesel emission stuff until the end of this year are you so, kidding me no i'm dead serious and that's why i bought the car is because it's it was a one owner car out of florida with 67,000 miles and um i knew there were some potential leaky bits with the engine but they would pull it out and reseal it and it's good for life at that point so um this will probably be a 10 to twelve thousand dollar warranty item for porsche oh, yeah. and they're just doing it nice so it's it's there she called me today she goes the warranty's going to cover it all and it's under a service bulletin and yes. call you when it's done it could she goes i'll call you when it's done it could be a month I like to think that whenever okay. anyone, whenever anyone picks up uh, a car from, you know, one of the Vag uh, automakers, and uh, it's a diesel gate repair, when you pick, when you grab the keys from the service advisor, you just say, "Remember, lying never pays." <laughs> <laughs> just to rub it in. She's just a little really bit. cool, so I don't want to rub it in at all because she's been, <laughs> she's been very good to me so far. Yeah. Yeah, we can flip off corporate, but we're going to be nice to the right. service people. Yeah, yes. right. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah, you, you yeah. need at least one friend at a, a warranty related service department. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Ian over here burning bridges. <laughs> I was joking. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming on the show, talking to us, and telling yeah, us about stuff. Thank you stuff. so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We will. Um, yeah. Uh, Ian, anything else that you want to say before we? Um, no, just you know, I'm I'm in awe of like just finding something that doesn't exist for you, and then making it available for more people, and f like figuring out how to rent a racetrack. Like that's that's fucking awesome, uh, and and just should be celebrated, and it's just cool. So. Well, yeah, thanks. come back anytime, and we can just uh, get a status update on your on your on your Torig with fancy seats. I, I I hope to have a positive one in the next three to twelve weeks or whenever it's ready. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with that. <laughs> thank you, and thank you both for having me on. And uh, if you ever make your way out this way, um, come to Summit Point. We'll we'll have a good time. Yeah, and oh, yeah, same for you. If you're ever in Denver, karting and High Plains Raceway, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, I will call you up. We'll do it. Yeah, Awesome. All right. Thanks again, Jake. Everyone yeah, else. Thank you, guys. Everyone else, we love you. Goodbye. <laughs>